Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of San Diego's longest running LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I am your, oh, who invited her? That's who we are. <laughs> what, say what are your we name. Doing? What are we doing? Hello, hello. <laughs> who invited her? I am your host, Tony. I'm here with my other host. I am Daddy Bear Eric. And you guys, Bryn is not here this week. Wait, this isn't Bryn? No, it's not. I know, she had a little I bit of a best. glow up. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, I am super excited for today. I have been I have been talking about doing this episode for a while. Eric yes. knows. <laughs> yes, I do know. We have um local singer songwriter, drag queen, Flamey Grant is here. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. Whoops, that's not there you are. Um so is our audience. You hear them? Yeah. Yes. You like me. You really like me. And the kids the love kids. you. Careful, careful. Yeah. People careful. are going to be pissed if they're kids. Oh, here. fuck it. They're right now listening to us, anyways. Yes, you guys, we have Miss Flamey Grant in the house. I'm very excited about this episode because, yeah. one, I have been talking about you coming on the show for a few episodes. <laughs> We've been talking every time we run into each yeah, other. Yeah, I'm like, when are you coming on the show? We got to get you on the show. So, Flamey actually. Just released her. Is it your first like full debut album? Yeah, it's Flamey's first full debut Fame, album. Flame, yes, because yes, I've been you, a musician my whole life, but this is Flamey's. Because I first heard of you with a girl boy. Yeah, that's right. It was another um, musical venture you did, and <laughs> I, you uh-huh. actually the last song you did with girl boy was with 2022, yeah, right? It did. wasn't that and long. And actually, ago. we are drop. Girl boy is dropping our. We're calling it our last EP because I'm moving, and we yeah. don't know what the future of girl boy is going to be. But our last EP comes out at yeah. the end. Of, uh, or no, beginning. No, it's already out. It's yeah. already out. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot what day it is. And you do that with a lesbian rapper, Haley Hill. Haley Hill. Yeah, yes. she's great. The girl rapper. Girl rapper, she's yep. <laughs> she's a little white girl from Sonora, California. But she can throw wow. down she can, some rhymes. She can absolutely do it. Absolutely. So rhymes. your album, Baby Bell, or Bible Bout Baby. I like Baby Bell. Baby Bell. Uh, you know what I kept calling it in my head? Um, Barbie Belt Baby is what I kept <laughs> saying in my head. Well, you know, I, I, it was inspired from uh, uh, Backwoods Barbie, you know. I, like, that's what I was wondering. Oh. Is, yeah. Even okay. like I the even, cover art well, is, I wanted is to. I wanted to recreate the cover art because she's sitting in that yeah. truck in her leopard with her pink. This As you thing. guys see, it's right right there, oh, right there on right the there. screen. You, you are so prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's start. I have so... We have a lot to get into with Flamey. Yes. Um, so first off, every, so everybody knows this is like really the first full Christian pop album from a drag queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that you were usually just is nominated followed by crickets. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> people are like, huh? What? Yeah, and you were just nominated for a 2023 yes. San Diego Music Award uh-huh. for the album, and I lost. It, hey, <laughs> you got nominated. Hey. That says yeah. a lot. <laughs> I know, it, and I think I asked them actually. I asked San Diego Music Awards. Is this the first drag queen that's ever been nominated? And they're like, we don't know. And I was like, well, you would know. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm telling everybody, I'm the first drag yeah. queen. We're gonna ever we're gonna, nominated for San Diego Music. That's a yes to me. Right? I don't know. It was a yes. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. you would so, know if you had a drag queen before. Let's start from the very beginning, which is a 
Very good place to start. Well, actually, I want to start with something. I actually have history with you because you used to work with my brother, Manny, at the Globe. (laughs) Yep. Who has been on the show. Right behind him. Right behind him. My evil twin sister. I'm sorry. I know, right? Yeah, you guys used to work together. No, we used to like. Manny's very good at the side eye. That's not all he's good at. Ask the trail and shovel park. Anytime, you know, drama was going down at the Globe, like, Manny would just turn around and be like, oh, we got some. We got some tea to spill right now. So, oh, okay. no, that was really fun. I liked working right behind Manny because I just needed that energy. Because, yeah. you know, theater world is, well, it's like drag world, actually. It There's is. just lots of drama. I did theater, theater for, for many, many years. And that's why I took a break from it and was like, I'm doing my own shit. And mm-hmm. that's how the podcast started. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I'm a drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, okay, let's start from the beginning. So, Flamey. Started with during COVID, right? Yeah, she kind of did. But I let's had, even go back before that. Yeah, let's talk about how you grew up because that influenced a lot of your music yeah. and <laughs> everything. So you are not originally from San Diego. You're no. from um, South Carolina, North North Carolina. Sorry. Yeah, and North Carolinians are very snobby about South Carolina. We're yeah. like, we think we're the better Carolina. So it's always important to point that out. I'm from North. Yeah, yeah. but um, um, yeah. just like me, you grew up very religious, super super S- fundamental evangelical. Yeah, like. Wow. The the people who are who brought us Trump. Thank right, you. Yes. Right. That's those were my people. Sadly. And I grew up Jehovah Witness, born mm-hmm. and raised, and then left the religion in my early twenties. So mm-hmm. it, I think that's why, especially Flamey Grant, the persona of Flame, Flame, Flamey Grant, and the album really resonated with me mm. a lot, especially. Why not? See, I'm going off track because I wanted to save the album review. Yeah, like, so excited. Well, first of all, I want to say my favorite is um, Esther Ruth and Rehab. Oh, <laughs> it's my yeah. favorite song on the That's album. That's one of my top yes, ones. Yes, it was like. Yes. But okay, let's let's I do know. the album in the second half. <laughs> Stop so, fangirling. I know. I'm so proud of that. <laughs> okay, let's start. How was it growing up in in North Carolina? And the religious, yeah. that strict of a religious. Well, background. you know, it's like they, it's it's like they say on Truman Show, like you accept the reality of the world with which you're presented, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't know anything beyond my super strict fundamentalist upbringing. We weren't allowed to listen to, I, like, all my friends were listening to, you know, Britney Spears and Christina yeah. and 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 the Backstreet Boys, and I just didn't even know who those people were because I was only allowed to listen to Christian music. Um, I was very limited in TV I could watch, like. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were were off the table. Like they were, oh, bad. Yeah. you know, like like yeah. Simpsons was bad. So yeah. um, we watched Touched by an Angel. <laughs> oh, <yes>. Seventh <laughs> That's Heaven. That's what I was allowed. To, seventh Heaven. Seventh yeah, exactly. Heaven. So uh, we yeah, weren't just, even allowed to watch that because it was based on a different religion than Jehovah's right? Witness. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We had a little touch of that too. Like yeah. Catholics, we were like Catholics aren't yeah. real Christians. Oh, same. Right. Mm. Same. And yeah. even like other. Like regular Christians, we weren't allowed to even associate with yeah, with that. Wow. We only stayed within the congregation, and that was it. It's such a bubble. They've done yeah. a really good job at creating their own version of everything, right? Yeah. So, like yeah. anything you can experience, quote unquote, in the world, you can get like the yeah. Christian version of. Yeah, and so you never have to encounter. So, when you were a young kid growing up. Up in that environment, when did you start realizing, wait a minute, I'm a little different? <laughs> Ooh, I feel a tingle that none yeah. of the other boys are talking about right now. <laughs> um, I mean, early. It was really early because I had like, I, I think I knew by fourth grade yeah. that I liked boys, but I didn't even know the word gay yet. Like, yeah. I didn't know that, I didn't know what gay was. I, I just knew that, like, 
yeah, I knew I was different. Yeah. So really early. And, you know, by high school, I had figured out what homosexuals what were. Homosexuals. And yes. I wonder if you had the same, like, when I was dealing with the religion and realizing, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I don't really fall in line with these all of these beliefs. Yeah. Did you go hardcore into the religion yeah. to make up for? Oh, absolutely. I had to be like the best Christian. Like that was my whole goal. <laughs> I want to be the golden boy. Yeah. I want to be the one nobody has. Because you're trying to avoid a- anybody asking the oh, question. Yes. Right? Like, so if I'm super Christian, then they can't suspect I'm gay. Right? Yeah. Like, you're trying to get all fingers not pointing at you. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. grew up Catholic and I won the religion award in high school. <gasps> and my parents almost fell over like how is this possible because i was but i wanted to know everything about About it it. also to counter argue as well because i was Mm -hmm. that guy i wanted to yeah you're very much that's the capricorn in you yeah i wanted to argue everything so So i knew knew all the doctrines as well yeah yeah the kind of the same with you flamey right because Mm you i won the award too my senior year i was it's called the citizenship award and it was like basically the best christian award yeah Yeah. and And you went to a christian high school high school christian college college. Yeah. yeah all of it Wow. Then I st- then I worked for a church in my twenties. Like, wow. it was, yeah. I, I and didn't then get out for what a while. brought you to? Well, you came to San Diego in two thousand and six, mm-hmm. and you I were doing what? a. Someone uh, did her research. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play around. I'm Plus, like, I've been a fan for a while, <laughs> so I know your story pretty well. <laughs> Why do people act so surprised? And I'm like, because sometimes I don't even remember what year I moved so to San it's Diego. It's really <laughs> funny you say that because we had. Um, Oh God! Now I can't remember. This other singer, really blonde, um, Spencer Day came Spencer. on, and I, I was a really big fan of his music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, when you were little, you were on Star Search, and you." And he was like, "Huh? <laughs> I don't even remember that I did that." And he's like, "Wow, well, you did your." I'm like, "What do you?" Of course, it's because we're professional here. At who invited her? <laughs> exactly. We so know came, exactly who invited her. You, you came to San Diego in 2006 because you were doing a church plant yeah, like i was a church here. planter and if and you, you don't s- know what that means what congratulations that mean? i don't know what that means it just means somebody who comes to start a brand new church and oh, you started a okay. church here yeah, where, where you did. were you were running it downtown was, san diego i was on the leadership team i was the worship leader there was a pastor yeah. and his wife and me and an administrator and we did we had like a hundred people for five years uh we had a, a church of about a hundred downtown yeah um in a couple different places in a school in little italy and then in like wow. this event space in east village uh and and it was going great for a while yeah and then um like that was the period of my life when i was kind of like wrestling and dealing with my sexuality and uh, and my identity how old were you at that time? i was 20 early 20s probably. yeah it was mid mid 20s when all that was happening and, and yeah. then i fully came out at 28 Okay, and okay. so you were, and you say you're a late bloomer, yeah. When mm-hmm. it comes to coming out and your whole journey with self, yeah. and all of that, so you came out at 28, which is a yeah. really late. Actually, yeah, for, it's, for, well, considering for, yeah, for someone who grew up in the 80s, it's it's yeah. most yeah. most of my peers came out much earlier, and and it's because of the evangelicalism. Like that's why it took me so long. And yeah. when I did come out. Um, it created a bit of a divide, a bit of a rift in our church. And <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I basically got fired. I, I, they were like, well, 
you signed this thing, this document of purity when we started the church and, you know, we don't think this is pure, so you have to step down. And I was like, okay, bye. How how long did it take you to get to the realization and the comfortable with yourself to actually come out knowing the backlash you're going to get yeah. from the church that you, you yeah. grew up in? I mean, this is why I talk about it like it's a cult and really do believe that specific i don't think all christianity is a cult but i do think what i grew up in same Jehovah's witness yeah I, it's a cult yeah it's because cult. and it's because of the restrictions mm-hmm. around leaving and the fear that is instilled of you around leaving yeah. um they try real hard to to make you they use every angle to make you stay yeah. and the biggest most powerful angle is fear yeah so you mm-hmm. they tell you you're gonna end up in a gutter you know people are gonna like the whole world's out to get you yeah. um we're the only ones who understand you we're the only ones who love you yeah um and it's really hard to leave something like that it really is i know within the jehovah witness you get this fellowship which you get shunned mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the congregation so yeah. and that's only if you're baptized i knew i was gonna leave that religion when i hit i think 17 <laughs> mm. i was like nope and so they you were, never got baptized? I knew like when the when the elders started to come and be like really approach the subject of being baptized, I was already almost out of high school. Mm. And I was like, I know my gut is saying no. Yeah. So I never did. And and I ended up fully leaving the religion like at 23, mm-hmm. around yeah. 22, 23. Yeah. Um, but even though I wasn't, I didn't get, I wasn't baptized and didn't get this fellowship. Literally, after I, me and my Manny came out, everybody we grew up with in the church, we lost all our friends. Yeah. Everybody, everybody yeah. stopped wow. talking. To it us. is, it's a total shunning. Yeah. That is, I mean, we didn't use the word shun in evangelicalism, but it's the same practice. Yeah. We had, we have the communion table. That's the mm-hmm. big thing in our tradition. I grew up Plymouth Brethren, which if you know what that is i'm sorry um but it's all about like sharing communion and that's what gets withheld if you if you if you're bad or whatever if they decide you're sinning and um and so that was the the scary thing for me is like oh my god i'm not gonna be able to take communion with my spiritual family yeah yeah and And that's like public shaming it's very public and they talk about it in the service too they'll be like so i remember this girl got pregnant outside of wedlock um when i was a teenager and they sent everybody uh, all of the kids, 12 and under, out of the room, and I was had just turned 12, so I could stay, and they were like, you know, I'll call her Cindy. Cindy is not with us this morning because she's pregnant, and uh, she's not allowed to be wow. here anymore. Yeah, like, it's they the talk thing. about yeah. it. They, they announced, like, it in front of the whole congregation with Jehovah Witnesses uh, during one of the meetings, and they'd say this such and such is no longer part of the congregation. Mm-hmm. They've been disfellowshipped. And the ki- the kicker to me was always... If you got caught talking to a disfellowship person, you can get disfellowship. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that wow. crazy? It's like the association even. Yeah. Is, it's it's wild. And so to see that as a 12-year-old, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I never want to I never want to yeah. be in that position. I got to be the best Christian. I got to I got So when you I came to it. San Diego, what what was the catalyst for you to come for coming out? Like what was because there's always that yeah. turning point of, mm-hmm. you know what? I am okay with the consequences. Yep. What was that for you? Yeah, I found a few people who were talking. There's now there's lot thankfully lots of scholarship around the Bible mm-hmm. and around we call them the clobber passages. There are six passages in the yeah. Bible where people uh, have used to like oppress and harm mm. queer people, right? And say like this is where the Bible says that you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's plenty of uh, uh, you know evidence and scholarship around why that's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time there wasn't a lot, and yeah. I found one guy who was doing that work and just kind of followed his work and then did some research of my 
my own, and I kind of came to those conclusions on my own that the Bible wasn't condemning me for who I am. Yeah, right. And uh, and I found other Christians. You know, I started to. That's just what happens when you get out in the world, right? Like, you, yeah. Like, oh, like there's all all kinds of versions of Christianity, and some Christian like branches have been LGBTQ affirming forever. Like yeah. Episcopalians are really rad <laughs> with yeah. gays. Like you know, a, a lot of the Methodists love the gays. Like yeah. um, so, it, it's being exposed to all these other ways to be spiritual that made me realize, wow, I really, I really did get brought up in a cult. And um, so when I, you know, I. I I just I came to that conclusion really with the help of a couple books and things mm-hmm. like that, but mostly on my own. I was like, no, like I'm okay, I'm loved, I'm holy, I'm good, and yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be gay now. And then you <laughs> still continued in the church, I but did, not yeah. the church you grew up in. Yeah. Even to the fact where the the pastor you wanted you to do a sermon in drag, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Which is kind of how Flamey's whole thing on TikTok. Happened. You did that yeah. sixty minute video. <sighs> I know too much about you. You do. <laughs> I love it. It was. It was. I. I, I so I found a progressive church yeah. that was very LGBTQ affirming, um, and and now I'm I'm at a place kind of in my life where I don't go to church anymore, and I'm really happy with that. Yeah. Like I, I, it just took me a long time to get out. So you know, there's phases and there's steps, and I I found that progressive church where I could mm-hmm. feel at home and find community. And yeah, um, the pastor. This was early pandemic, um, and I had started doing drag um just well i went out a couple times in drag before pandemic just for parties or whatever and was you know i had a lot of fun but i was very busy and suddenly pandemic happened then i had all this time back and i could you know play and explore and that's so i started doing drag online with my housemates we did little concerts um during pandemic to keep people entertained and then (laughs) uh yeah my my pastor who we were doing virtual church Mm -hmm. uh out of our basement and so my pastor was like hey would flame you want to give the sermon one week and i was like what does what does a drag queen giving a sermon even look like i have no idea so I made a TikTok video yeah. to practice and see, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that'll that'll work. I can do this. And I posted it and didn't think anything about it. And I woke Til up the next, the next morning and like <laughs> I had 50,000 followers and like it was the first wow. time I've ever experienced anything going viral. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you kind of take those cues from the universe. like Exactly. And, and the universe is saying like, hey, there's a whole bunch of people out here who relate to a drag queen talking about like the spiritual journey. And that's kind of yeah. the rest is when did, when did you meet your partner? We met in twenty at the end of twenty fourteen. Was that when you when you came back to San Diego? Because you it moved was. away to for to St. Louis, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm blinking. I'm being stalked. <laughs> And your social security number is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. This is so great. I don't have to do all the backstory because it's there. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, I did. I moved my first boyfriend. I moved to St. Louis for. And um, it d- see, I'm like, I, and it didn't end well. And I mean, <laughs> I just turned the mic, mic on <laughs> to Tony. Just going to tell my story, and I'm going to sit here and watch. <laughs> yeah, no, it was bad. Uh, now I'm turning red because I'm embarrassed. I love it. I love. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I was there for like nine months, and you know, it was, it was, I, it was my first real relationship yeah. in my whole life, and yeah. I was head over heels, and yeah. I had bought rings, I was ready, oh. and and he and, cheated on me, and oh. and, so, and yeah. that first, and I talking from experience, that first relationship you get into when you leave the oh. religion. 
it hits you go you hard. hard. <laughs> yes, you go hard. It hit, and then that because you're in, in a way you're kind of replacing. Yes, like your whole community, oh your God, whole life so was absorbed right. in church, yes. and now you just I'll just put it all on you. you. And so to that to that end, like. Part of it I will own up to because, yeah, I totally had a codependent relationship with this person that was not healthy and I yeah. didn't see it at the time, but he still fucking cheated. So fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And yeah. now your partner who actually works here in Hillcrest yes. at HBC, I see him all the time. We're part of the fam. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, Chris, we met. Yeah. Um, I literally went out with my friend one night uh, and I was like, okay, we're going to go to HBC and meet me a boy and then we'll go to gossip and meet you a girl. Yeah. Um, and we did. And we both met somebody. She oh. didn't end up staying with us. No. <laughs> but here you're Chris. Yeah. Still, together. we got married. We made it official. We're yeah. just a boring suburban gay couple now. Nothing with wrong with dog. that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So let's one. talk about the. Let's get into the music's part because okay. that because you started off. Was it in 2018? Is when Girl Boys started. 20, or was it sooner than it that? It was actually sooner. It was like kind of around the same time I met Chris, or or before actually. Yeah. Um, we did. Oh, actually, we did our very first girl boy show for New Year's of twenty like fifteen, twenty fourteen, oh, okay. twenty fifteen, which is when I met Chris, and that was actually our third, my third date with Chris was oh. the girl boy show. Oh wow, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Have you always written music even as a yeah, kid? Yeah, my whole life. Well, since nine, I wrote my yeah. first song when I was nine years old. Brought the religious one, right? The oh, love. Yeah. I could love. still sing it yeah. to were you. you in, it's terrible. You do it, do it. I want to hear it. Oh my god. Lord, your love is so powerful. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> but I took that upstairs to my mom, and you yeah. know she was proud. And and uh, so yeah, I've been writing songs ever since. Um, so it just made sense when I started yeah. doing drag, like to fold the songwriting into that. But so yeah. how did you develop? Wait, let's go back to Girl Boy. Girl so, Boy. Yeah, I want to talk about that. So how did you hook up with Haley Hill, we, Girl Rapper? We met through church. Um, oh, I was okay. going to a church mission gathering here at the time and she she that's right when i moved back from st louis okay met her and we did uh karaoke one night and i had never done karaoke so we went to red wing and oh, of course red wing. Yes. Yes, so red fun wing. Yes. uh and we did drunk in love <laughs> and she made me do beyonce <laughs> and she did jay-z's part and it was i'm it, there's video evidence that it yeah. was terrible but we were drunk enough to think that it was amazing oh that's yeah. the best so we were that like we have to do like this is a band we have to be a band we're so good um fortunately we got better when we weren't <laughs> drunk but um we did like that night we were kind of like the sparkle hit our eye yeah. we were like, let's make a band because the album came out the ep came out in 2018 because you had i forget the song that i was religious about on that it was like gay i'm super gay or something gay like, as fuck gay as fuck that was the song <laughs> that's on my because i have a playlist called the songs to peel carrots to and that song is on that playlist and that's the one i go when i'm on my like walk runs through the park it comes mm. on yeah <laughs> just peel that carrot baby that I'm is really rabbit, I, know. <laughs> I love it yeah that was actually our second album we had one that okay. i produced our first album don't go looking for it it's not great it was my first attempt to produce music um but the second album we hired somebody and it's it's good it's it still legit. holds up i remember up. i found that album because manny was like you need to check it out you need to check it out That's and so yeah good. thanks manny yeah thanks for spreading the gospel of girl boy yeah yeah and it, you guys did uh there was one other one you did in 2022 i wanted to ask if it was a based on your one of 
of the parents. It was a little heavier song. Oh yeah, um, um, that day. That it, day, yes, it is. Uh, and I don't want to tell too much of Haley's story because it is her story. But her, she did lose her mom to suicide. Oh, okay, I was. I um, always yeah. wondered about that song because it's a, it's a great song, you guys, and it's very sad. It's powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's one of the most resilient fabulous people I know and I'm just so proud of her and she's put her whole heart out there into these songs and she's making her own music now yeah. as well so go follow the girl rapper yes um, and she's got fabulous music out but yeah that song was for her mom and and it, yeah I, wow. I, it makes me cry too <laughs> yeah so when it came to Flaming Grant how did the name how did the concept <laughs> it's of one of your, the best names I know and I, I love, love if a you drag get it pun it's name. one of the best yeah. names <laughs> and because I love I, a drag pun name right yeah. like, like Lisa Carr Lisa yeah. Carr like yeah. all of that yeah. I love the most I, the ones I cannot stand is like Michelle something like their real name like yeah they, yeah, I yeah, yeah I know right that. no be fun with it like yeah. you're creating something brand new so yeah. it's like have so fun. how did the concept of flaming grant start <laughs> well it started literally with that because i uh, i we were watching drag race one night chris yeah. and i and i turned to him and i said what would your drag name be and he was like amanda do it he already, like, <laughs> he, he already had it yeah. um and i was like well shit i don't have one and i love the puns i and i especially love ones that are named after somebody else you yeah. know shaka convict or tina burner that oh, kind of thing yeah. Yeah. so i i i was like well I mean, my diva was Amy Grant, so I just kind of noodled with it for a second. And when I said it out loud, he laughed. Yeah. And Chris has none of the religious trauma I do, none of the like evangelical background. And I was like, "Hold up! If somebody who didn't grow up with this shit thinks it's funny, then I know there's a whole generation of like church youth group kids <gasps> who are going to live it." Yeah, so. I did when I first saw. I was like, "Because <gasps> I remember, baby, baby, the flamey, the fl- uh, yeah. I want to say flamey Grant, <laughs> Amy, Amy Grant, Grant yeah. album came out. We were allowed to listen to her yep, because." So she was on the spectrum of like good, wholesome mm-hmm, yeah. American music. Yeah. yeah. So that's why Although, like, I will say one Christmas I got her album House of Love. Yeah. One Christmas and we put it in the tape. It was a cassette tape deck in the car on the way to church. And the first song is Lucky One. And there are about four bars in and my mom turns to me and she's like, this is not about Jesus. And she turned it off. So that was the only time that Amy Grant got canceled in my house. And now she's Flamey Grant. Have you ever Flamey heard Grant. from Amy Grant? I haven't yet, but um, I do know she knows about me yes I, yeah, <laughs> that's I, kind of I, awesome I, so there's first of all there is a, 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 a I tell everybody about this because if you are even remotely an Amy Grant fan there's yeah. a gay friends of Amy Grant secret Facebook group <laughs> that you need to join <laughs> Because it's the best. Like oh, these yeah. these kids are. It's all the it's all the kids who grew up in church and yeah, you know yeah. couldn't, couldn't be gay until they were older. And now we just have a blast like fangirling over Amy Grant in our secret that. Facebook group. Um, <laughs> but uh, where was I going with this? Oh, how, does she know about? Yeah. Me? yeah. So I found out recently that um, her manager has been getting messages from like Amy Grant fans saying you need to send a cease and desist to this drag queen. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's right? how you know you made it. I, yeah, I, I guess I have. Right Wild up Amy so, Grant's fan base, apparently. That's, but I wonder if Amy Grant's like, you know what? Well, that's Flattery the thing. Is the, or what that's is the it? thing. Uh, her, her manager, I, I, I should probably shouldn't even be spilling any of this tea because I really want to. I really want to meet Amy Grant. It's I really just us in this room. It's just nobody's us. listening. But no, her manager said like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I, 
we wish we, Flamey success. Like nice. is, was basically what she yeah, said. So yeah. so Amy Grant is Amy like Grant. a total ally now. I think she was probably an ally her whole career. It's Great, just you yeah. know in Christian music, yeah. it's really hard yeah. to be vocal about that. Yeah. But she's been really vocal about it in the past couple of years. Oh good. Her niece, uh, her lesbian niece, got married on the farm, and she oh, took nice. a lot of shit for that. Yeah. And she said, you know what? I love those girls and. In Christian speak, she yeah. basically told everybody else to fuck off. Yeah, she didn't say fuck off. And you, you, you brought know. it up a little bit ago about trauma, like this, mm. this religious trauma. Why, when it comes to Flaming Grandpa and the music you put out, that is such an important message for you to get out there. How, how, why that mission statement? Yeah, because it took me so long mm-hmm. to get over my trauma, and you know, th- hours of therapy, so much time in. Uh, group, you know, group therapy, church therapy, all kinds of like situations. I've tried to, yeah. girl. I did. I was in Exodus, which is conversion therapy to oh. you know change yourself straight. Yeah. I self enrolled in that shit because Wait, I believe. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah, wow. I self enrolled in conversion therapy because I believed so hard that who I was fundamentally mm-hmm. was you know like an abomination to God, and I needed to change that. Yeah. So it's that that motivates me and compels me because I. Know there are still kids growing up oh, in those no environments yeah. where they're yeah. being sheltered, they're being kept, they're given the Christian version of everything, and they're told that the, the the biggest lie I think that the church tells is that you're a sinner, you're not worthy, right? Because yeah. the whole point, the whole power structure of Christianity is built mm-hmm. around you need to be saved by Jesus, yeah. you need this the, the blood of salvation and all that blood imagery and all of it, like. You need that. And so we're taught from the youngest of age that we're we're like gross to God. Like God looks at us and is like, ew. And thank goodness Jesus came to save you because yeah. otherwise God couldn't have anything to do with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible thing to grow up believing about oh, yourself. Oh, it the trauma that does to somebody. That alone yeah, is, is the root, I think, of uh, all of it. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Cause I even know like when I was young, there, you know, like I'm sure if maybe you did the same thing, like prayed your God. Dang hard out and not getting a like a sign and then realizing later in life that was a sign. There was nothing wrong with you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And how long that took Mm -hmm. to get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. How is a good two decades for me of of that kind of processing. And that's why, you know, once I did get that signal from TikTok that like there are people out there who resonated with what Flamey wanted to do, I was like, well, I'll just go all in and that will be my message. Like telling kids you're good, you're worthy, you're loved, you're holy. I love you. God loves you. Fuck what these other people are saying. Mm -hmm. Like be yourself. And what you just said, God loves you. And that's the main thing that I think when it comes to these organized religion and they use us fear is that you're not loved mm-hmm. by god you are the exception he doesn't he doesn't want you exactly you know what I mean? yeah exactly and that is trauma right there growing <laughs> up with that <laughs> yeah how now how is your relationship with religion now you know i think if it weren't for flamey i would be completely out of there yeah like i would be very new agey and spiritual for sure yeah. um and there's a difference between religious and and spirit, yeah, yes, for sure, for exactly. people, yeah, yeah. But the reason I keep a foot in like that Christian world is because I feel like I just feel like uh, there are so many people who are ready for that message in yeah. Christianity, right? And yeah. they just need somebody to kind of 
tell them. And drag queens historically have been on the forefront of all kinds of of social movements. And I think the church was ready for a drag queen to like. I, and and it's not just me. There are actually several drag queens out there now who are who are doing this kind of work in, yeah. within church spaces. So yeah, yeah. You know, I I I personally have just my own spirituality and practice that I do, but it's, it's not very Christian necessarily, mm-hmm. but I say flamey grant is the Christian, you know, like mm-hmm. my drag persona is yeah. the Christian and that's why she can stand in that. Is space. there part, I know I like when I talk to other people who have grown up super religious, mm-hmm. um, the real, there's a real big struggle of what parts of that religion that is grained into you. Do you still keep as an adult and as yeah. a gay person? And how do you pick and choose? Did you go through that phase yeah. of, and even now look back and go, you know what, this this is stuff that I grew yeah. up with, and I still yeah. keep it and hold it. Yeah, part of the religion. I, honestly, there's not a lot anymore. One of the things, and you know, I I basically was a worship leader in a church in various churches for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so music for me. It has always been like this kind of immediate um, access point to spirituality. Um, and so I still do hold on to a lot of the music I grew up with, even yeah. though some of it's, you know, like I don't necessarily agree with the theology of it anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just powerful. Like when, mm-hmm. when music has been with you since you were a kid, yeah. it can just, that song can come on and it can just transport you instantly. You do know? you get right. triggered by any of it? I do. Yeah, I do some too. Of it like triggers too. Me. Yeah, I remember there. There's a song. Jehovah Witnesses had their own songbook. That it was like their own, and I, I forget where it was. Somebody sang like a bar of a song that they knew, and I got like this that pit of the yeah. feeling, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, this is still affecting me this yeah. many years later." Well, you know what I did a lot in my last church, the most yeah. progressive church I was involved in, uh, was just rewrite old hymns. Like, I, oh, I, don't I love that, that song. Oh, that's a great uh, idea. Be thou my vision. I don't know if yeah. you know that one. I, we we rewrote that and made it all about intuition and like your own discerning spirit rather than yeah. you know some deity telling you how. to how Would to you be. ever do an album where it is like mm. church hymns rewritten? Yeah. to mm. make it more. Like your viewpoint of it, of how it Maybe. should have been done. That's Maybe. a great idea. I might need a little more distance from it before I do that. Yeah, because I could see that being triggering. <laughs> yeah, like that might. I might need to have like a, like a staff therapist at that point, oh. just like in the studio with me. Be like, okay, we're gonna go into Amazing Grace now. How how's everybody feeling? <laughs> Um, but no, maybe that, yeah, that, yeah. But I kind of feel like some of my music already oh, yeah. is that I, I, you know, the, a couple of the songs on the record are songs that I wrote for my last church, yeah, before Flamey even existed. <gasps> oh, okay, really? yeah. So we would sing them in our church, uh, Good Day, and uh, don't am, give it away. We're going to talk about. Oh, it. we're going to talk. <laughs> about it. That's right. We're not to the album yet, but we will be because why? We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into the Bible Belt Baby album of Flamey's. Because I have the Barbie Belt baby. Yeah. <laughs> Barbie Belt baby. Because <laughs> I have questions about how the songs came about and your lyrics for a lot of the songs. I mean, it's a really oh good God, album. And, wow. I, and I'm not just saying that to blow sunshine up your ass. I really am a fan Thank of the you. album. So, you guys, we will be right back. Wait a second. Do you hear that? It's the sound of your wallet crying out for help because you need a great hosting service for your podcast, but don't want to break the bank. Well, have no fear. Because Blueberry Pro Hosting is here to save the day. And not only that, they are offering our listeners a special deal. That's right, with the code WIH, you can get your $100 Blueberry Pro Hosting setup fee waived. 
And don't worry, their support team is always available to answer any onboarding questions you might have. So, what are you waiting for? Get your podcast hosted with Blueberry Pro Hosting today and start sharing your stories with the world. And remember, use the code WIH at checkout to get your setup fee for free. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, we're back with some more Flamey Grunt. <laughs> we have refilled drinks. We mm, were chatting during so our. Tasty I know too. for our audience, it's like thirty seconds mm-hmm. while you watched our blueberry ad. But for us, we've lived an entire lifetime. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old now, darling. You know what? This is totally off topic, but that reminded me of something. You know what I've been religious about? <laughs> wow! What? Yeah, what a yeah, yeah, yeah. She came with a joke. Um, <laughs> near death experiences. Wow. <laughs> Have you had one? No. That's Are you watching them on TikTok? What on is TikTok this? YouTube podcast. I don't know why I get super high and I get into this K hole okay. of near death experience videos. It's the weirdest wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. That's Have you weird. learned anything? Yeah. There's life after death. Ooh. Oh. And you know what's weird? Everybody has a very different experience when they have a near death experience, but it's all kind of somewhat the same. Huh. It's really bizarrely interesting. And the fact that there are millions upon millions upon millions of people who have had them. Hmm. Yeah, it's okay. so weird, okay. but fascinating. Because <laughs> Eric knows I like was obsessed with this Asian woman. Which Remember? I did too. She was the best. I get it into if I mean I get into yeah. these things when I smoke <laughs> weed, where I become these this YouTube K hole. Oh yeah, and it was this Asian woman oh, yeah. on all, no words through the whole videos. Yeah, she would just go around her farm uh-huh. and do stuff. <laughs> to and very then, nice relaxing music yeah and then she like brings these things back into her house and makes this whole meal and you watch her like yeah. wash everything and she like you so see her f- go I already feel soothed by <laughs> it. yeah, it's just beautifully filmed yeah. oh beautifully filmed she yeah. like actually gets like you see her like have a chicken lays the egg yeah you wait for the egg to hatch (laughs) oh that was a funny one remember you wait for the egg to hatch she raises a chicken then you see her take the chicken you're watching youtube videos of an egg hatching like (laughs) yes it's yeah and then she takes the chicken off screen and you hear this chop and she comes back with a fully plucked chicken yeah yeah swear to god it's the best thing and then she's eating the noodles with it it's yeah Okay, my cousins, my aunt and uncle have a farm in Minnesota, and when yeah. I was a kid, we went up there and stayed one summer, and they were like, do you want to do the chickens with us tonight? And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but sure. And so they're like, okay, hold the chicken by its legs. We're going to kill it for dinner. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. And I like steeled myself, and my uncle chops it off, and then, you know, the chicken's body keeps flapping yeah. and moving. Yeah. See, I was like, like demon chicken! <laughs> and I let it go and Wait ran. No. I let it go and ran, and it flew under the barn. And my <laughs> uncle. Without a head? Without a head. My uncle was so mad at me. And I was like, bitch, you're the one who invited City Boy up here and didn't tell me that the chicken still moves after it dies. So <laughs> this is, is on amazing. you. That is amazing. Yeah. So it really is. Sorry. Chicken cut, chicken Sorry, running animal around lovers. like a chicken without a head. Yeah, head cut okay. off. Yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah, I guess that's where that. Sorry, came Peter. From, huh? Yeah. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Sponsor us. <laughs> All right. So let I let's talk about the album. Oh, we haven't dived it. into the yeah. album yet. Let's do so, it. So, baby, Bible Bell, baby, baby, baby back, Barbie, ribs. back with ribs. ribs. Yeah. 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 
I I'm gonna say this is a very um, singer songwriter album, mm-hmm. and it's very infused with a lot of gospel folk mm-hmm. pop. Like yeah. it's storytelling. I, yes, for sure. I will yeah. say this: you are an amazing storyteller, oh, thank and you. I love your voice on this album because there are certain songs where I'm like. You can hear the heartbreak and pain. Yeah. Voice. It's so good. Thank and you. I'm not just saying that, you guys. It's a very, very, very well put together album. Mm-hmm. Just like I, I love to go start from the beginning and listen to all of it. And there's always seems to be at least a couple songs I'm like, eh. Yeah. This one I found myself listening to. And I'm like, I got down to Good Day. And I'm like, Wait, that's it? Did I listen to the whole <laughs> I album? I did the same thing. I was right? like, this is fast. Oh, yeah. This is too fast. There should okay, be more. Okay, so I want to talk about, first, I want to talk about my favorite songs on the album, which my first favorite one was Ruth, Esther, and Rehab. Mm-hmm. And so I es- first- Esther, Ruth, and, and Rehab. 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 <laughs> but I do like Rehab. That's how I as always a rewrite. was singing it in my head, was Rehab. That's Rehab. for the remix. Yeah. And I was like, let's put Rehab, because, you know, after this, after going up religion, we all need Rehab yeah. in a way. Well, I didn't realize Rehab was such a Rehab, deep cut, because yeah. I've had, like- Christians come up to me and be like, "Who's Rahab?" And I was like, "I thought we all knew who Rahab no, was." No, so I yeah. guess that was I just... knew from when from growing yeah. up in the religion and the fact that you made a song about. And in that song, you even speak about Jezebel, which was for me growing up. That was the one like female in the Bible. For some reason, I was like, I would have been friends with Jezebel. She's a badass. <laughs> I mean, she's a bitch, but she's a badass so I, bitch. So I think this album for me really resonated with me was because I grew up in such a strict religion yeah. and with the Bible and all of that. And I think for people, other gay people who are like us who yeah. grew up in religion, this is kind of a very tongue-in-cheek yeah. to our childhood and to yeah. kind of t- our formative years in a way. Yeah, because yeah, I mean? the gays, we always find our divas, right? Yeah. Like, we yeah. always have our... And for me, again, Amy Grant yeah. was mine, but also like... In, I had spent every week with the Bible, and I mm-hmm. got real tired of listening to oh, Noah God. and Moses and David. Right. You know, like it <laughs> yeah. just gets old after a while. And there are so many fascinating women in the Bible, so it just made sense that I think I ended up gravitating towards those stories. And I love that you did a song about that because growing for me, the song was like those were the stories I wanted to hear more about yeah. in the in. In the religion, people talk about it. And there was a line in the song that you say about the women um, having to wear the doilies on their head and they never could hold like a place of power. And even like, or voice. Exactly. Literally, women couldn't even speak. And your line about men being scared of a snatch, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) The thing, so I've done that song several times now in like churches or like with kids around. And I have to, I can't do those lines. I can't say cock or snatch in yeah. front of kids right. or in the, in yeah, the house of the yeah. Lord. Yeah. So um, what I do is instead is I say, uh, I, I tell people beforehand that I'm going to substitute some emojis. So I just like say eggplant or, or rooster, uh, oh, oh, oh. Or, rooster. Or, or kitty cat. I almost said pussy. I don't say pussy in church either. <laughs> But yeah, that song was probably like the one that, like, when I was listening to the album the first time, that was the one 
because I've listened to the album a lot. Uh, so where the first time through, so you're the, where all those Spotify yeah, streams came from. <laughs> I, I won't lie; it's probably as watch at the end of the year the the Spotify rewrapped. Oh, the wrapped, yeah. Probably going to be on there for me. I guarantee. It. I love it. If it does, you have to screenshot. I and send am it so good. But that song for me was the first one that popped out on the album when I would listen to it because of the female point of view and you trying to bring those stories that are in the Bible and those women in the Bible to the forefront. I love that because I really labored over that song. That was a hard song to write. And usually songs aren't that hard for me to write. They usually, I get the muse, I get inspired, you know, whatever. Um, But that one I had to work for. I had to wrestle it out. (laughs) And I'm happy that it resonates. And and it's also one of the few that uh, on the album, not few, but about half of the songs were written like with flamey in mind. Yeah. The okay. other songs are songs like I've made, like some of them I wrote six, seven years ago. And oh, I realized, I realized that they worked for this, you know, for yeah. flamey, they worked okay. for drag, but, um, not every song was written by me as flamey, you know? Okay. Like, oh, I didn't know. And that oh, one was one. I, it was one of the ones I pulled out and I was like, yeah. I really need a song on this record that is a, about my formative experiences and like why I'm a drag queen and why I'm doing this in drag. And so that, that song yeah. Yeah. Is, is about that. You want to hear a little bit of it? Sure. Yeah, I want to because I love this song. Let's see if it'll play it. There's your there's your folk right there. Yeah. In the church where I was raised all the way. With what can only be called doilies made of lace. And that's true, the women had to wear doilies. Yeah. They wow. sat beside their husbands and they never spoke a word. So true. Public prayer was not a woman's place. Sorry, gals, no speaking in church. It's so freaking true. Wow. Everybody have a sip. Enjoy a little to Esther and Ruth and Rahab. A little rehab. Or eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. okay. I have so, to sh- I have to shout out my producer real quick, yes. Ben Grace, because none of this would have happened without him. And the reason the album is as good as it is, and I I, I do think it's good, and I'm I'm proud of it. I stand you behind it. You should be very um, proud. But of it's it. it's so much thanks to yeah. to Ben Grace and what he did with my songs. Like he just elevated them so much. Yeah. So if you like my record, go check out Story and Tune as well, because that's Ben's band, and and oh, they nice. do an amazing okay. job as well. So yeah, yeah. Who then you had some other people come and do vocals on this album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got lucky. So now these names might not be names that resonate with your audience, yeah. but in uh, for folks who grew up in the Christian world, like these are big names. I got Jennifer Knapp on the record, who was a Christian music superstar in, in late '90s, early 2000s. Like, um, like it didn't get much bigger than Jennifer Knapp. She was uh, opening for bands like Third Day and like other major, major Christian yeah. acts. Um, and she came out uh, a few years ago. She she actually went off the grid for a long time. Yeah, like I can't yeah. even remember how long. She literally moved to Australia um, with her partner. Didn't tell any like nobody knew that she was queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then came back a few years ago and came out on Larry King Live and um, and now does amazing work in in this kind of the same space as I work yeah. in. And uh, we had her on my podcast a few years ago. And on I just heathens, sh- which we didn't even cover. Flamey oh, yeah, had her he- own <laughs> podcast called <laughs> Heathens. <laughs> 
that that's I right. used to listen to, and I was I really liked the premise of the show. But you guys haven't done an episode of forever. We haven't. <laughs> We've not. T- I hope Heathen will come back. I, I did. Do. I really enjoyed. Yeah, that show. I think I think it'll great. come back in like a new format. But we just haven't touched it. So Jennifer Knapp and um, the girl rapper they did. Yes. I'm not ashamed. Yep. The song I'm not ashamed. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. How did that song come about? Well, that's so. That's one of the ones I wrote for my last church. We oh. used to sing that in church, and um, I wanted. I, I remember when I wrote it, I was like, I want to do something bluesy, and um, I wanted to write something that for specifically for the queer people in our mm-hmm. church, where we could sing it, you know, loud and proud, and be yeah. like, I am not ashamed, and that's a big. Uh, that that I am not ashamed is like a verse, or I don't even know if it's a verse. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I think that is a Bible a verse. verse yeah. um, uh, you know, that that I grew up with. And I was like, I want to reclaim that little bit and say like, no, I'm not ashamed of who I am in this place. Like, and I'm, yeah. I have, I'm entitled to be here. I deserve to be here. I belong here. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I so having Jennifer on that is just mind blowing to me. I can't Let's believe she said yes. I can get to her. So that's Jennifer singing the harmonies. Yeah. And then girl rapper comes in in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And spits her rhymes. Oh, it still gives me tingles that I, I'm singing with one of my because I loved Jennifer. Now yeah, I just yeah. I went and saw her. I paid you know a lot of money to see. Her. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you have the guitar come in. It's very bluesy, mm-hmm. that one. I love that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I could go through the Like, almost every <laughs> song is my favorite. But one of the ones I wanted to ask you where it came from was Desire of the Heart. Because that's one of my favorite song, songs on the album. And it's it seems like a very personal song. So how did Desire of the Heart come about? Like, how? Mm-hmm. what is it based off of? Okay, so I started Desire of Your Heart in 2016. I started it. Um, I was doing a challenge. Um, It was like 100 days of creativity or something where, you Mm -hmm. you know, you post something online. And I was trying to write not a full song every day, but like a lyric or whatever. And I wrote, I think, the first two verses Mm -hmm. and posted them. And they're still on my Instagram account. Well, my old Instagram account from years ago. And... um, and I never finished writing it. And I didn't, I, I tried several yeah. times. I remember I came back to that song and I was like, I really like this. I feel like there's a song here. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I just could never write it until um, we started recording this album. And I went back and looked at it kind of through the lens of Flamey and through drag mm-hmm. and through what Flamey is for me. Because so much of what drag is for me is actually inner child work. It's actually going back to the kid who was like stomp around in his mom's high heels and get in trouble for like ruining her lipstick tube. Um, And, and telling that kid that you're okay. You're loved. Like what, what everyone is telling you about yourself is a lie. Like you are good. And, and your, your, your impulses to, you know, paint your face and Mm -hmm. like stomp around in, in, gowns and things like that like that's all good baby yeah. so that's what so much of my drag is for me and that's what that's and that's why when you brought it up i was like oh, okay here we go here we go <laughs> i love that song on the it's, album it is it's, it's inner so child good. work for me and so i i wrote the 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 second half of that song you know as flamey singing to young Matthew, basically. It's, okay. it's that moment I, in Drag Race I where RuPaul holds up the... That's what I <laughs> yes. was wondering when I was listening, yeah. especially this last week, because I, I listen to the album a lot. And then I go, th- I have my favorite songs on my playlist. That one came up and I was like, 
I need to ask Flamey if that was like her RuPaul moment. It is. I mean, that's not what inspired it, but it, but is, it is very oh, that. It's yay. RuPaul being like, Flamey Grant, what would you say to young Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that. It's exactly that. Okay, we're going to, uh, I want to play a little bit. Of hopefully, uh, where is it at? Where is it at? Let's see if it'll play. It's gotten a nice little slow start. Yeah, such a good. It's definitely the softest, you know, song on the yes. record, mm-hmm. and 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 intentionally, like it's meant to. It be sounds like, like when you recorded it, vocally, it's so emotional. That was pretty raw. Pretty raw. How many stormy skies moved in a time lapse picture? Oh, your face looks so good. Yeah, it's a good song. It was it was very emotional to record yeah. this one. You can hear it in the voice and the yeah. vocals, especially towards the second half of the song. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> Thank you. I can just hear it all day. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so good. I love that song. Okay, Eric, I want to know what are some of your favorite ones on that. Okay, so the one about the women empowerment was just, (laughs) that was such a surprise of a song. And I really love that it's, it has its ups and its downs. It's like there's moments where you're kind of giggling and moments where you're kind of mad too. And I just, Exactly. I love it. Has all of it, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. get because you can't talk about this stuff without getting a little bit pissed at yeah. the patriarchy. Yeah, and then you also want to bring some levity to it because you're a drag queen. <laughs> yeah, but then also there's a message to it, which is kind of where it ends. Yeah, you know, with the whole I, like, um, you know, it's a good thing when a girl learns how to fly. Yeah, yeah. and the viewpoint of it was just I've never thought about the Bible from that viewpoint from the and female I, point of view yeah and I, it was it's really it's really beautiful yeah. and, and unexpected I love I the l- lyric in it when you talk about Moses because he's a he's petty <laughs> Moses yeah. was petty, petty as fuck are you kidding me <laughs> yeah. like go reread the Torah <laughs> and Moses nonsense he yeah. was so petty and the only reason the Israelites made it through the wilderness of 40 years <laughs> is because Miriam was there to yeah. slap some sense into him you like, like bitch <laughs> calm your nerves <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What other ones? The on other there? one, and I have to read it because I cannot remember anything in my forties. Um, which is, <laughs> is what? Did, what did you drag me into oh, the yeah. first song? Because it <gasps> oh, really, I know, yes, it really sets you up like for the album, for the album, it's and really what, does. what, why everything is here, why you're telling this album, um, and it was just, I, I don't know, I just felt very connected to it when I when I heard it, it was like. Oh, I, I I understand everything. What this is going to be, mm. and, yeah. it, and it's that is the perfect way to explain that, that song because it's the beginning of the album and it sets you up for what you are the journey you're gonna yeah take when you listen to Flamey's yeah, album. Yeah, the purpose of the yeah. album. It's yeah. really it's well done to oh, start with you. that song. Ugh. So we have uh, Keith Urban's drummer is drumming on this. Track. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. that's Again, my producer just has the best connections. Bible Bell Baby. She 
Uh, uh, someone, yeah. One of the websites that, that reviewed the record called it a country disco track, which I liked. Oh, I, I yeah. love that. Oh, country I, disco. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I'll take that. I can see that. Yeah. One of my absolute favorite on the album is Take a Chance on Me. <laughs> I was like, did yes. she write this about me? <laughs> it is such a fun yes. song. And it comes at the perfect part of the album because you, you need just a break. get done with desire of the heart yeah. which really is an emotional song mm-hmm. and then you got this tongue-in-cheek yeah very fun uh, song yeah. is right after it yeah. how is when did you write that <laughs> i wrote it a while ago i okay. wrote it i wrote it um it was kind of like about dating and like yeah. how you know you it's it's so exhausting to date and you 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 meet people and you put on your you put your best foot forward for a while but eventually yeah. they're gonna find all your <laughs> all your red flags and all your flaws and i was like you know what i'm just gonna write a song that puts all my red flags out there the in song. the front and now they can make it a decision i like yeah, that. yeah. When you say um, that you're always hungry, and you're hungry right now. <laughs> right now, bitch. I am. I'm hungry right now. Like, as soon as we finish this, I'm going to go get some food. <laughs> I got to play it. Yeah. I love this song. It made me laugh. Yeah. It, it worked for a drag queen, too, I think. Oh, it's so. perfect. Oh, yes. Let me tell you honestly that I do tell lies. Sorry, there's nobody I hate and just a few I despise. And the RSVP tweet, RSVP lines. Yes. I was like, I so do that. That is you, Tony. I feel like that's all of San Diego. Like, people do not RSVP. true. But I'll say maybe. I might be there. I'm happy to help out until I suddenly Exactly. Unless I get hungry. And let's face it, I am hungry every second of the day. And because I'm, I'm representing for the big girls. Come on. We're always hungry. We're always hungry. That's the line. That's the part. Perfect. This lyric right here, I love. I could be everything you're dreaming of If all of your dreams are nightmares nightmares. (laughs) Say I'm the perfect catch If you like making lots of repairs I love that line (laughs) of the song it's a good song. It's Thank like you. comes out the perfect part of the album. Yeah. Too. I yeah. felt like we needed a breath of yeah. fresh air right there because we. It's like three pretty heavy songs. Yeah, because you come yeah. from um, Holy Ground, which is another very emotional song. Yeah, where did that one come from? That one is an older one that I wrote. Um, did I fully write that? Yeah, I fully wrote that before I, Flamey existed. Yeah. And it was a little bit about um, my upbringing uh, and the Holy Ground concept is like. You know, obviously Moses and the burning bush mm-hmm. is the story behind that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like I grew up in those in the Bible Belt, yeah. and you know, it's it's about kind of connecting with nature. Um, and at the end of the day, it's I feel like it kind of was me. So you okay? This is the story I tell about it. Y'all know how like inner child work is like going back and talking to our younger selves, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think sometimes about what if like our senior selves are coming back and talking to us right now? Oh. You know, like inner, inner middle aged work. Sure. Yeah, inner, inner middle aged work. <laughs> so I feel, like, yeah. I feel like this was me going back. I feel like it was kind of me of now going back to myself of six yeah. or seven years ago and telling me about 
doing mushrooms. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask you because, about because I, well, and that's kind of the way we recorded it. Yeah. I, like Ben wanted to cut off the end way sooner than we did, and, and ben I was like, is no, 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 producer, right? Ben's my producer, yes. and I was like, Ben, no, 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 this has to go on much longer yeah. because people are going to be tripping when they listen to this song, and I need them to be able to have their full experience. I'm going to so, tell you, this. it's my you, mushroom song. You don't know how many times I have put this album on been stoned out of my mind so i was get, just thinking i really want to do that like next yeah i really want i have high. when i'm preparing for like our shows and i'm writing our notes or i'm doing my editing this album has been on the back when i'm stoned out <laughs> yeah. it's so good good i the, i hope i hope it enhances i hope yeah. that bible belt baby enhances your trip that's that's, your yeah. little, that's my gift because um, i really i love this song mm. And it's another like it's a very folky. Yeah, this is my favorite one on the. Do you play guitar? Did you play guitar for it? Me on guitar. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's my favorite track on the record. The other thing I gotta say about the the album, the arrangements (laughs) are so good for the songs. Like such a good. It has burned its final spark. Can't you just like picture being in a field listening to this while you're watching the clouds change shapes? Like (laughs) I have sat out on the balcony out here and listened to this while I'm doing my editing and stuff. So good. The moss beneath my head. I love that. And the percussionist, um, the the percussionist, his name is Noah Heldman. He's he's local here in San Diego, and he did. He just, ugh, mwah, the percussion on that is my favorite. Yeah, the arrangements on the whole album are so good. Like I was saying before, it's yeah. really, really good. Ben Grace, we owe ben it Grace. all to Ben. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for our listeners, like you need to hear it with headphones because even hearing it yeah. now with headphones is so is a different experience. Because I was listening on speakers and I'm like, ooh, it's I got to do it again with yeah. headphones. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of new. What is what is yeah. your process when it comes to writing a song? Usually, I kind of work in tandem. Like, I have a spark of an idea lyrically <laughs> that I I pull out my guitar and I find something that works th- with that with that lyric. So I'm yeah. usually writing lyrics along with the music. But sometimes I will have just like I've have written a guitar riff and I'm like yeah. I really need words for this or mm-hmm. vice versa. Okay. Actually, less frequently I I will write a lyric and then try to put it to music. Actually, almost never. Esther Ruth and Rahab though, <laughs> yeah. I did that. I oh, wrote, okay. I wrote Wrote the Esther Ruth and Rahab as a lyric with no music to it, and then I put it did, to music. Did you study music in school at all? Or a little bit. Okay. I, I took some music theory in college. Uh, at one point, I was going to be a music major, and then I was a theater major, and then I was a French major, and I just n- could never make up my yeah. mind. Um, so I studied a little theory in in college, and I've just been singing in church my whole life. So, okay. and yeah. my mom's a singer. Were you so in just, choir and everything? I was in choir. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. The gays always love choir. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. love the choir. Absolutely. <laughs> So I want to ask you how did take uh, how did um, take a little time because that's another song I really love on it. Oh, how did you know that's the Amy Grant cover, right? That's what I thought. Yes, yeah, right. That was an the Amy, Amy Grant yeah. song, and I was yeah. like, I have, have to, to have okay, an Amy Grant cover on here. And that song was just perfect. It fits perfectly with the whole theme yeah. of the album because. Um, if you know that song, it's, it was a big hit for her in 97 or 98. But you do a little bit of a different take oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. We time. changed it big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And my friend Semler sings on that one with yeah. me. Semler is the first out artist to ever have a number one album on the Christian charts. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And they pissed off a lot of people when that happened. Um, but uh, it just, we, we took it way down. Because Amy Grant's version is a big, like, yeah. loud, folky you know, I, I will be honest. I was like listening. I'm like, this sounds very familiar, yeah. but I couldn't place it until you we just took said it. We took it way down because, it, yeah, it's, it's um, mm, I love this arrangement. But I wanted people to feel that, like, the truth of that, that like, hey, it took me 20 years to process all this trauma. Like, it's going to take you a little time. It takes a little time. So <laughs> Such a good job with this cover. By well, thank you, Amy Grant, for writing the perfect lyrics, you know? Okay, that's how we can play for copyright. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, paid, I paid for the... the it, we're covered. We're good. The, the last one I want to talk about is what probably one of another one, the whole album I love, but one of my favorite songs is Good Day. Oh, wow. It's such a good song, and it's a great way to end the album. Yeah. How, where did that, because that's another one that sounds yeah. very personal. Yeah. And I'm curious if, if what you wrote it for is what, as a listener, thinking of what it means in yeah. my head. Where is I'm this? interested to hear. So let me, well, maybe you should go first. Okay. You yeah. go first, I, and then I'll I feel you. like the song is maybe about your parents mm. or your dad mm. or going back home and like kind of... It's going to be okay. Yeah. Kind of a, a vibe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? In a way, yes. Okay. Um, so the story behind this song is, by the way, can I just say, I love that we're like spending time going into the song. Oh, I, th- I never get to do that. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if that was going to be weird. No, or I never I'm get like, to do that. Is this going to be lame? But I'm, like, I'm, 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 I love the album, so I, I wanted to know what the song I really appreciate from. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So this one um, I wrote after... This was like, I had, I, I was at, in, you know, we talked about the journey of how long it takes to like become okay with yourself being queer. At this point, I think I was like out. I was definitely out and yeah. I was cool with being queer, but I was still maybe a little like struggling with it. I don't know. But I was going to a church that was progressive. Okay. And I went to a, a queer small group. Um, uh, so I don't, it's like a Bible study, but just for yeah. queer people. So I went and I went reluctantly. I was like, Ugh, I don't know. I got dragged by a friend kind of thing. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Dragged by a friend. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I got there and the, the, the facilitator of this small group uh-huh. was like, okay, well we're going to go around the circle and everyone's going to tell the story of how you reconciled your faith and your sexuality as, oh, an, shit. as the icebreaker. Right. I'm like, wow. That's a heavy I'm like, Bitch, okay, we're just gonna go right in. Yeah, what so, about if you're still doing that? Right? I know, yeah. right? Literally in the process. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I, I'm, I raised my hand. I was the first one. I was like, I'm gonna get this over with, yeah. and, and whatever. And I was like, Well, I don't. I don't have to reconcile it because I'm no longer a Christian, and I don't claim that name. And there's nothing to reconcile, and everything's just fine and dandy. Yeah. Um. Next, you know. And so then, <laughs> and I was, you know, so proud of myself for saying that. And then we went around the room. Mm-hmm. And every single person in that room had something to say about why they were still sticking around in mm. their in their church or in their faith or whatever. Oh, interesting! And it was all it all had to do with the fact, like some like everybody had their own story, obviously, but it was some version of like, look, I know that if I just completely vacate this space and leave, I'm going to leave this little vacuum and a void that's going to be filled with more homophobia, more you know, like. I know, I know that it's not going to make it easier for the next generation, yeah. right? And so the, one of the reasons I stay is because I know there are still queer kids growing up who don't have anybody to look up to. And I can mm. at, at least I can be that person for them. And so 
after hearing everybody else say that, I felt about this big. You know, I was like, oh, oh my God. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally went home, and this is one of those songs that, um, you know, songwriter, it's like a cliche for songwriters to say, like, oh, it was just gifted to me or whatever. But it, yeah. I truly, like, put pen to paper and, like, don't remember what happened and then, like, woke up and there was a song there. I will tell you, wow. as a visual artist, when I paint, I have had... Some of my best pieces when I used to do it a lot and sell and do shows have been those moments when you kind of, I don't want to say black out, but it just kind of comes. And then you kind of wake up from it after it's done. You're like, did that yeah. really just come exactly. out of my hands? Yeah. I've, I know exactly what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. It was that experience. Yeah. But it, it, it is, the message of it is, it's kind of what you're talking about to, like, to my parents, but it was also to the whole church. And it's like... Mm. No, 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 no. Y'all fucking have it wrong. Queer people belong here. We're going to claim our space yeah. here. Not everybody. And that's the thing about like religious deconstruction. Some people yeah. need to get the f- some fuck of y'all out. need to get the fuck out of church, yeah. okay? Because it's bad for you mm-hmm. and and there's and it's not gonna go anywhere good for you. Yeah. But for a handful of people, I think there are some people, and I think I might be one of them. Can, we can keep a foot in the door, we can stay in the pew, and we can be there for those kids who are still coming up because yeah. it's fucking hard. It's hard, y'all. yeah. It really and is. And I had no idea the the number of options that were available to me as a human in the mm. world. You know, I did not yeah. know drag was an option. Yeah. And if I had known, uh, you know, if, if, if I had been nurtured as a kid who wanted to play with my mom's lipstick instead mm. of, like, having it slapped out of my hand, you know, my life could have been radically different yeah. it could have been like so much of the pain and trauma I've had to process to get to where I am like I could have just bystepped all of that yeah. so true and that's what I hope that and I know that like you know conservatives aren't like giving my album to their kids but I hope by being there and by being a presence in some way yeah. kids can find me see a drag queen who's like in this spiritual fear space and know that they're okay and they're yeah. loved and they're good and they might have to you might have to spend a few years with some parents who are going to make it hard for you or a community or a church that's going to make it hard for you. But, baby, you're going to make it through. You're going to be okay. And we're yeah. here for you. Exactly. Because yes. you never know. Maybe that one friend listens to our show and go, you know what? I know this album is going to be perfect for this one person. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And especially with the climate that we're in now, it feels like kids, mm. when it comes to the conservative side, I think it's they're doubling down. Yeah, yeah. They Doubling are. down. Yeah. They're so, using kids as their scapegoat to... to and yeah. to say that everything we do is dirty and and you know it's oh, all and I sex hate when and it's they all say, like it's God. grooming it's grooming right. it's not y'all right. are the groomers are you yes. kidding me I was groomed you literally made <laughs> oh me be- you literally made me believe I was a piece of shit and that Jesus so needed true. to save me for me to have any yeah. worth whatsoever y'all groomed that in me yeah. that's not yeah. true about me <laughs> I'm already I'm holy baby I'm good and yeah. y'all groomed me to believe that about myself I so think projection mama coming yeah. it's so true coming from a religious background i'm like how can you say groomers <laughs> but that's what you did Ugh, right. i know it's so frustrating it's so frustrating. it is but i want to listen to a little bit of good day because i love this song oh and this one has Derek webb by the way who is another former uh, contemporary christian music artist big band back in the day caveman's call and he uh, he's now an awesome ally, awesome yeah. advocate. Oh, that's and, awesome. And that's he came awesome. on this song with me. You got real talented people for it's the album. It's been a while since I sat. I love when the chorus kicks in. It's been a while. 
Yeah, so that's like that's pretty much me singing to the church and being yeah. like, listen, y'all. It felt like the song was about going back home. It, and it is, because that yeah. church was home it's for me home, for so long. Yeah. And let down my guard. Such a good song. Because I carry the weight of the words you said. That makes it just a little bit hard to reject the lies you perpetuate. You're not the keeper of the pearly I love that line. It's been a while, but I'm coming back to fight for my place. A good day to come back home. You sent me away, but I was never alone. You were afraid there was not enough. But you can't run out of love. So yeah, I see why you. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I see why why you would think it's about parents because yeah. it's the same story. Like, yeah. how many queer kids have been kicked out of their homes by parents? And, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, how is your relationship now with your parents? You know, it's uh, so with mom, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're good. Mom is still she still goes to the church I grew up in. She still mm-hmm. I think ultimately believes all the things that yeah. she believed. Um, but she has, unlike most evangelicals, she's been able to look at it and be like. What's important is my relationship with my kids. Oh my god, that's so, that's exactly what my mom. My mom's yeah. still a Jehovah Witness, but she she got a lot of flack from the religion. She's like, mm. fucking no, these are my kids. I'm in eleven till yes. the day I die. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So I, and I think that is a wonderful thing. And yeah. and 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 uh, we should celebrate when we have parents who do that. Exactly. Like, you know, and it's taken yeah. my mom a while to get. It took there. my mom a. Yeah. Very long. I'm on the same way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rosemary, who listens yeah. to our show. Oh, hi, Rosemary. <laughs> but it's got Susan to probably. The... My mom, Susan, probably won't. But you know, oh, you are, maybe my... one day, mom, if you listen to this. My I mom has gotten so comfortable with it. She, when she was living in San Diego, she would go to Mo's and not invite me because she's like, "I love the hamburgers." And she, I was there one time with my friend Dwayne. They do have a good burger. And I texted my mom. I'm like, "Ma, where are you?" And she's like, "I'm at Mo's with my friend Bonnie." I'm like. What are you doing that much? She's like, I wanted a hamburger and a drink. And I'm like, you didn't invite me? And she's like, I didn't want to invite you. And she was literally there at the same time I was. I was outside in the outside patio, and she was inside holding court with everybody. And I was like, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's to the moms who uh, come a long way. Moms always figure it out. Moms figure it out before the dads do. My dad is still, we're we're not there yet, but someday. Someday. Dads are rough. I love the album. As you can tell, Thank you. I, yeah. it, I'm so honored, seriously, to sit here and talk about it with y'all. This means oh, yay, a lot. Good. Thank you. I, and I, uh, I actually went to the website today, and I was like, oh, she has it on vinyl. I and I know because I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. Play, I have my record. I was like, I'm getting it on vinyl. Don't buy it. Pink. I'm going to give you one. Okay. Yes, it's, it's coming so, to you. I was like, she has it on vinyl. I was so excited. When it I is. That. It's pink vinyl. Y'all out there, you you can buy it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it is, it's gorgeous, though. Um, my friend Grace Johnson did all the design work. I, I was, love the design. It looks so uh, cool. And yeah, I was like, if I'm gonna get vinyl, bitch, we're yeah. going all the way. It's gonna be pink. I think the album is super important for, and I think it's yes. gonna re- it's gonna resonate with so many people who grew up like us. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. No so. matter at what stage of the journey they are, you guys are in with it or our listeners. I think 
you're going to find a song that's going to resonate with you yeah. and kind of feel seen in a way that yeah. when I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is yeah. why I'm relating to yeah. this album so and, hard. Uh, it's because it's you like, can, you can laugh, you can yeah. smile, you can get angry, you can have resentment. <laughs> like, you can go through all the stages exactly. with you uh, along with it, which is nice. It's, it's an emotional journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it's, really is. It's really good. I, yeah. I can't Thank say you. it enough. <laughs> Thank you. What is what is okay? I got. <laughs> I got a question. What is what is the next album going to be like? What is your dream like? What's in the works? Oh God. I have yeah. so many dreams. Do. So I I do want to write. I want to write a musical. Like that's for sure. Ooh, but that's God. like I feel like we're a few years from that. But, that's, but what would it even be based about? What, it'll what I mean? it'll be like a heathen musical. Yeah. It'll be, like, oh, it'll, yes. you, it'll be like you know Book of Mormon. Like but yeah. for evangelicals. Yeah. Like, it'll be yeah. needed too. Yeah. That's exactly. Needed. Yeah. So I want to write that uh, and drag queen. Be a drag queen in, in it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> goes back to church and becomes a priest. Yeah. Write something. Like it'll be, it'll be that insane. would be amazing. Shocking. Yes, yes. I love what it. Other, what other, like, would you want to dip your toe in as far as musically? Um, well, I mean, I just want to keep making music. Yeah. And I do. So we are working on some new songs, an EP, not a, not a full length well, album, but a, a shorter EP right now, three or four songs that are going to break a little bit from the folky genre. Okay. We're okay. going to do more of, maybe a little more of an electronic thing, I think. Yeah. Because the g- yeah. girl, girl boy, you guys... Yes, exactly. You guys yeah, yeah, did yeah. more of a... Mm-hmm. It was more poppy. We ca- yeah, we called it pop-hop. Because, yeah. you know, she raps, so we would call it... So, yeah, it'll be a little... It's not going to be like... I'll never be one of these drag queens who drops a, you know, a like dis, a, a diss dance, track or yeah. a dance track or anything like that. Yeah. Like that's just not me. Obviously, you know what? But... I want somebody to to take um, Bible Belt baby songs and do like club, <gasps> club remixes. Mix. Yeah. I was actually off. thinking from that, your yeah. mouth to the public's ears. Yeah, like, that I, would be so I want bad. to. I want to go to Riches one night, like, and hear Esther. Ruth. But like that, like <laughs> well, can you imagine that, that yeah. coming on and it's like a yeah. cool, like club? Do they just sing a line about? <laughs> Miriam and Moses? Like, what the Jezebel. hell? Jezebel. It's like, Jezebel? like the Chris Cox remix of that. Yes. Yeah, that's what it needs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's 2000 dance remix. Very that. It needs Very that. Um, I, and I got, I'm open to it. If somebody yeah. wants to take that on. So besides Amy Grant, what are some of your other like go-to musical influences? Oh. Well, it's probably a lot of people... No one's ever heard of, but my favorite. Well, okay, let's try to. You never it. know. Natalie never Merchant know. is one of yes. my all time Natalie yeah. Merchant. Love, love, love Natalie. When she Merchant. came out by herself after yes. um, Ten Thousand Media, Tiger Lily. That Tiger record Lily was amazing. Changed my life. Yeah, changed my life. So love that record. Good. Um, I would. Lo- I mean, I. I'd shit my pants to do a duet with uh, Natalie Merchant one day. That would be amazing. And even um, her Ophelia album was great. Ophelia was great. Yeah. And she just dropped a new one, actually. I can't remember what it's called. But she's, it's a whole bunch of duets. Yeah. She's really good. She's still making amazing music. God, I was um, so about that. Now that you brought it out, it's bringing me back. I was so about that Tiger Lily album and 10,000 so Malcolm. It was right? so good. <laughs> it's the one that had like wonder on. They yeah, say so I must be one of the wonders. God's own creation. creation. Yeah, like yes, I love there's it. some bangers on it. There's some Lilith Fair bangers on it. <laughs> okay, who else? Uh, Over the Rhine is probably my favorite band. And they're a small, they're a married couple out of uh, Cincinnati area in Ohio. And they're just... Go listen to Over the Rhine. You'll love them. Seriously, if you if you like my record, yeah. you will love Over the Rhine because they're probably Great. my biggest influence. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I love singer songwriters. Like yeah. that's my thing. I yeah. just love people. I actually just got back from a uh, Kerville Folk Festival in Texas, where 
I won the new folk competition in Texas. In Texas, Texas. Bitch. yeah. So it's 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 this weird little utopian folk festival that springs up every every spring oh, in random. the middle of Texas. It's been going on for fifty years, yeah. And it's a pretty prestigious uh, little songwriting competition, so and I was awesome. one of the winners. Oh, well, so wow. it makes up for losing the San Diego, Diego Music one. Awards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> are you, you hear gonna, that san diego are you gonna go on tour at all oh, with the album I, absolutely yeah so okay. i've done some i've I, we did a west coast tour um earlier this year and last winter november december i did uh my very first tour ever was yeah well as flamey was a bible belt baby tour yeah. i mean a bible belt tour so i went mm. to north carolina tennessee and georgia oh, shit how was that yeah how was that received drag yeah it was yeah. it was i was a little worried about it because things were really ramping up at that time yeah. with all that anti-drag shit yeah um, and we, there was one small town, uh, Western North Carolina. I played a show in Bryson City, and there were people who got Oof. wind of it on Facebook. Yeah, and th- so there was this, all these people on Facebook who were like saying, no, 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 not in our town. The drag queen coming to our town? Oh, hell no. But it was a church that was hosting me. Okay. So oh. a, a really great progressive church called yeah. The Grove. And um, actually, they have a documentary out about their church called The Grove, and I would highly recommend that. But anyway, um, no one ended up being there to protest, thankfully. Mm. But I was worried about it for a second. But yeah. honestly, the reception was so great across the board, and... It's kind of part of why. We're, so Chris and I are moving back to North Carolina this yes. fall, which which is going to be is a bittersweet thing. A big like, loss for San Diego. Yeah, yes. I, I I still wake up most mornings and I'm like, am I making the worst mistake of my <laughs> life? <laughs> if anything, it's wait till the next album, you guys. I it's going to be about going home. It's going to yeah, give you material. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that that was part of what made me feel okay about it because yeah. the reception was so good. People mm. were so hungry, I think, for a drag queen singing about this. That's what I found. It's like, any, yeah. people don't know who I am, but the second they do, they're like, oh my God. Like, it's true. I yeah. didn't know I, I wanted a drag queen to be singing about religious trauma. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's really I agree. true. I agree. It's a, it, it feels like there is there is definitely a market for it right now, yeah. and you're kind of the only one doing it. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, come along, girls, let's do it. Yeah. Like, let's 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 heal this world. Let's write music, and God, that's and what we need right now. Give yeah. give people what they need. Yeah. There's there's a whole host of. A '90s Christian artist that we can make drag names out of, you know, Sandy Patty, and uh, Sandy uh, Patty. you know, like Sandy Patty is kind of already a drag name. Really <laughs> like, is, you don't, is, you don't need is. to change it, but like, it yeah. there could, there's there's a whole market here that's untapped. Let's go, come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be sad when you leave San Diego. Yeah, but I'm going to be Chris. back frequently. Like there San Diego go. is where I found out who I am, yeah. became myself, found my husband. Flamey Grant was born here. Girl Boy was born. Like, I am so tied to this community. Yeah, yeah. The drag scene here has been so good to me. Like, drag scene's good. I love that we run under the radar. Yeah. Because like, we're, we're so close to LA and stuff. And yeah, we have a exactly. lot of really talented drag in San Diego. Really yeah. talented. And just awesome, awesome girls who just, like, took me under their wing. We were talking yeah. about Nadia earlier. Yeah, Nadia. She was, she was at my very first... I, my very first drag show was uh, Cabaret Brunch at Gossip. And she was, oh, yeah. she was hosting that day. And she just, like you know comforted me and was like it's okay baby like you got this because i was nervous <laughs> as fuck right yeah, yeah um and then like 
recently she she uh, came to me and she said, you know, when when I met you, you know, you you called yourself a baby queen and you had a quarantine queen or whatever, and she's like, baby, you're a queen now, and that meant a lot to Aww. me to hear from her. Um, <laughs> so there's just there's good people here. Yeah. So to wrap it up, I want to. What would your advice be if there is a young person out there, or even not a young person, who grew up the way we did? And feel kind of hopeless with yeah. the climate that we are in right now. What advice would you give them? Yeah, I know how scary it looks right now. I'm scared too. I, I you know, I try to stay off the news um, when when I can. Like you have to be engaged and you have to know what's going on. But I try not to doom scroll because it is scary and it can get into your bones. Yeah. It can get into your spirit and make you think that yeah. fuck, we are fucked. Like the world is against us and that's just not true okay and i know it feels that way especially if you are growing up in a super conservative space a super religious space if you have parents who don't understand you if you haven't found gay friends yet i didn't have my first gay friend until i was mid-20s mm. um i just i just just hold on okay just hold on and What's, what is great about the world now is that we have access to so many things that I didn't have growing up. The internet yeah. has just blown wide open access to each other. So we're here for you. There are people out here who are here for you. And slide into my DMs. If, at, at the end of the day, if you have to, if there's nobody else you can talk to, slide into my DMs. I'll answer, baby, okay? Um, and you're going to be okay. Like you, you will make it through, and you're going to find your people, and we're, we're waiting for you, and we're here to cheer you on, okay? Exactly. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it has been like so much fun having you here. Yes. I've loved I every loved second it. of it. This Thank you. Been, yes. Oh, it's been such a good episode. Thank I'm so glad me. you finally made it on our <laughs> show. This is such a bucket list thing for me. Like it's before leaving San Diego, yeah. I was like, I really oh. want to be on Who Invited Her. So, yay! Thank I'm you. so happy you did. Thank you for having me. How yes. do people find you, Eric? You can find me on Instagram at Daddy Bear Eric. There you go. And Flamey, give them all of your deeds. How do they find you? How do they find the album? Yes. Your tours? All of that. Yes. You can. I'm, I'm the only Flamey Grant in the world, so you can just search that. But I'm all my social medias are at Flamey Grant. The album is Bible Belt Baby. It's on Apple, Spotify, everywhere. And um, we'll have a link on our website, yeah, too. So. Yeah. And I do have... I've got a lot of shows coming up, so yeah. check my website for shows. I'm going to the Bay Area. I'm doing... I'm headlining Blunt County Pride in East Tennessee later this year. <laughs> like Blunt? County? It is. It's spelled the same way too. <laughs> that is amazing. Come on, East Tennessee. Come on. Um, yeah, yeah. And there, right there, you can get Flamey's oh, information <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show. It is who invited her underscore podcast on Instagram. How yeah. do I not know this? I'm I know. <laughs> you can follow me at Sony underscore Baloney underscore Macaroni on Instagram. We are who invited her ST on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget, you can email us at the gang at who at the gang. T- <laughs> <laughs> at whoinvited.net. Do you need help? <laughs> yes. Email us at the gang. Yeah, yes. the gang. We'll see you at the gang bang. <laughs> <laughs> it is Pride Month. We've never uh, made that joke. I know. We've never, I'll, made, I'll, that, never, never made that it's joke. It's been sitting there for Flamey six Kato. years. Oh never God. made that joke. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, that notification button. And I think I want to leave the show with a little um, good day. Oh, I love that. It's, it's like old I, school I love, where we yeah. play a song at the end. Uh, Remember? Remember, we used, we used to, to do, do that. that. Yeah. But then so. we had our fans you, love yes. our closing song. So I thought this is perfect. I love it. Thank you, Flamey. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so been much. An absolute joy. Yes. And you guys, we will see you all next week. It's been Bye. Since I sat with you without a knot in my 
chest off It's been a while since I've wanted to I always felt a little oppressed Oh, it's been a while It's been a while since I went ahead And let down my guard Cause I carry the weight of the words you said That makes it just a little bit hard To reject the lies you perpetuate But you're not the keeper of the pearly gate And it's been a while But I'm coming back to fight for my place A good day to come back home You sent me away 